Dr. Chad, thank you for coming. And I will actually put all of your information as I have in our talks before in uh, this, the show notes too, so people can find you and follow you. I'm hoping you have that those five, 500 new followers. I can't get that out of my mind. Um, but uh, so Alan Argon, I wanted to talk to you about this, not him specifically, but more like this concept. Mm -hmm. I was at a, a um, seminar in Tampa um, many months ago now at this point, and he was on the panel of speakers and he presented the concept of ultimate potential. And he had this really interesting data. And again, I wish I could find, remember where it was from, where the study was, all of that, but um, I'll get that. And I can I can post that too in the mm -hmm. show for people to see. But so he talked about ultimate potential. And the reason I thought this was so cool is because it for me like filled a gap where I see um in my own coaching communication and with people that I work with that um there is this point at which you you just you're not gonna keep building muscle, you're not gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger. You're not going to get leaner and leaner and leaner. You're not going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And so he broke it down. I wish I had a visual into uh, women and men years one through five. And um, kind of, I thought, I thought it was really, really interesting. And I wanted to get your take on this, but also talk about like, you know, what can people expect for building muscle over years? And I asked him specifically too, did he have anything over like 40? Because that's mm -hmm. a, what I'm interested in. So if you're over 40, how does this change? He didn't, but it wasn't, I'm sure we could have had a conversation about it, maybe a theory about it. So the idea is in it, when all of the conditions are kind of perfect, let's say, you're eating enough protein, you're training the, the right amount, you've got, you're training enough volume, you're hitting each body part, um, you know, cardio's there. Women in year one could build between six and 12 pounds of lean muscle. Year two was between three and six pounds of lean muscle. Year four was, year, year three was between two and four pounds of lean muscle year four was between one and two pounds of lean muscle. And then it went year five was 0.5 to one pound of lean muscle over the course of a year. Mm -hmm. So so what, what was so interesting to me, and then men were about, as you could imagine, were about like double that. In a lifetime, men could build between 27 and 51 pounds of lean muscle women could build in a whole lifetime between 16 and 25 pounds of lean muscle. And it, it, it just kind of blew my mind because I think number one, obviously people have a fear of getting too big and this right. was like, don't worry, that's, that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And number two, it, it reminds me about you know, a lot of people, when they start lifting weights, believe that they might not be losing weight because they're building so much muscle. This also kind of 
maybe knocked that down a little bit too. So when you, so first of all, what, what is your response to that? Yeah, I, I, so I mean, I think I, so how, what I would encourage people to take from that is to focus less on the actual numbers um, and focus more upon just the general concept that is trying to be communicated, meaning that, you know, the, the, the closer, the more and more developed our training, um, our training gets the, 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 the more mature we are from a training status, you know, the less, the less potential we'll have for, for both, you know, like, um, a strength and muscle mass gains. And then also, you know, I, I, I mean, I do like the, the aspect to, to really trying to highlight that, that, you know, there's the, you know, the, the rapid periods of growth mm. in terms of um, muscle mass gains and strength gains are going to be really locked into to two different types of people. And I wouldn't necessarily separate it by gender when I say these. And I think, number one, just young people in general. I mean, just younger people. Um, Dr. You know, Chad, am I younger? Am I a younger person or do I fall outside of that? Younger? I would say we both fall outside of the, the younger. Oh, we're not old, yeah. but we're not younger. You we're know? not younger. Um, right. We're not young. We're middle um, age. Yeah. But, you know, because they just and the, the reason where that reason where that comes from is, you know, when we when we see some of the athletes that will come onto a campus and they get inside a collegiate training environment, um, they they're there's I mean, with a well, a well programmed scenario and opportunities for sleep and decent nutrition, you know, some people can really pack on some strength and some muscle. Um, you know, so now um, then I think the other group, it, it would really be the people, you know, uh, that are relatively untrained, you know, at, at any age, you know, so if you're, if you really haven't been training for a while, um, and even if you are, uh, you know, later on in life, I mean, and you start a resistance training program, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to see some, some pretty significant changes in strength and endurance and muscle control and and those and they're all very very positive changes so so i think those are things to, to always kind of self-evaluate kind of where you're at in the process um yeah but you know i don't when, when you know like when i when I, those numbers i don't i'm not you know I, i'm such a science person so i always try and break it down scientifically and i yeah. think of you know that those numbers didn't come from a single research study. You know, those are likely coming from observations that he's made, either working with clients or, um, or you know, kind of information that's a relatively like a you know kind of a you know uncontrolled scenario. So it, it it doesn't mean it's not true. It doesn't mean that it that it's not value you know valuable. It just it just it, it the the reality is is that those numbers in if we put them under a, a a scientific design, they're probably going to be even smaller, to be very honest with you. Okay. So that's interesting too, is like, yeah, as a scientist, you wouldn't be like, yeah, that's, I mean, as a, as a, if you step outside of the role as a scientist who appreciates data, even as a coach for me and personal trainer, I'm like, yeah, that sounds about that sounds like it could be true, you know, you're, but it's, but I like what you said in the beginning too. It's, 
try not to get too fixated on the numbers, which I know people have it do because we're trying to make fitness black and white and it's just totally gray. It's there's nothing black and white about <laughs> building muscle and losing body fat. It's a like a moving target. Your metabolism is moving. Mm -hmm. Your life is a moving target, you know? So it's not like, oh, that's not true. I gained 13 pounds of muscle. You know, it's like, that's possible. Right. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I think ultimately it, you know, the overall amount of change that one will see, you know, is, is it, you know, it really is going to boil down to, uh, I mean, how locked in you can stay on, on your lifestyle and, the, the, and, and kind of controlling those key factors, um, you know, be it training and training consistency and training intent and optimal sleep and avoiding unnecessary stress and, you, you know, and then, and then certainly, you, you know, making sure that things are covered from a nutritional perspective, uh, you know, as well. And those are all, you know, the problem with how I just said that, that I think everybody needs to hear me say is that you say it and it sounds so damn easy, you know, oh, we'll just train with good intent and train consistently and just yeah, get yeah. some good sleep and make sure your nutrition is on point and boom, everything will just take care of it. So that's the problem with, with that is because, yeah. You know, that's somebody, everything. That's your somebody, whole life from the right, day. Somebody, somebody hears it, right? And they just think, well, why can't I do that? He just right. said it so easily. Like it's just, it, but it, but it's hard. It's hard to do it day in and day out, you know? So, um, and, and that part of it, the fact that it's hard um, with, you know, controlling your dietary intake, controlling how you're training being able to get into the gym on a regular basis, keeping all of those, the positive things pointed in the right direction and the negative things pointed away from you. All of that takes work and effort. And, you know, and um, it's very, very, very difficult for people to keep them all aligned where they need to be consistently week in and week out, month in and month out, year in and year out for 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 Never. a long period of time yeah. yeah yeah it's just it's extremely hard to do right so i so what is what happens then on the final the final numbers that you just presented well they're going to get smaller because you get knocked off track you stop following your diet you don't train as much you take some time off you have an injury you have a child you have to you have to you know you you, you have to get a new job you have a different commute you have you know you're now a um uh primary caregiver for an elderly family member, all of these things, right, that can practically hit people and they knock you off track, you know, and now the progress is going to be blunted, you know, it doesn't, um, so, I, so I think those are, you know, and, and, and all I'm saying, I, I'm saying that from the perspective of really to the people like if you're, if you're not getting into a resistance training program because you're because you're 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 fearful that you're going to just pack on way too much muscle too soon, like there's a whole lot of other forces in life that are going to work against that thought. Um, you know, so you know, I mean, we've you've had me on before. I mean, I, every single person needs needs to be resistance training, every single one. You know, and and when you're in the gym. You need you need you need to lift big weights, you know. And I don't care. And as what I've said before, I don't even if heavy weight to you for a certain movement is five, then you need to use a five, you know. And the next time you need to try to use an eight, you know. Or if it's a different movement and a heavy is a forty, then you need to use a forty. And the next time you need to try to get a couple of reps for forty-five, 
everybody needs to because you just it's just good for you it's un, it's uh, undeniable yeah it's just good for you so you know so those are i, I you know I, I mean um i tell you the the part that 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 i think is important to mention is like is momentum both positive and negative okay um because it's it's a real thing i i and and i mean but yet it's funny if you were to sit there and ask me, okay, well, if it's so real, Mr. Scientist, you know, show me some data. And I, I, I can't really do it. So, so there's an issue with that because, and you know, but I, I just, and I think of, you know, that we, we, I think we all know people or we've been, been through it ourselves where, you know, we get things in order for a six month period of time, a nine month period of time. And, and things are going really good. You're training consistently. You have a lot of motivation. Your your workouts are going well. You're you know making positive choices in your diet. Just come easier. You're packing. You're planning. You're thinking ahead. And things are you're just on a roll. You know, um, and, and then you know I think for some people like you you know you kind of you you know maybe you get you get close to some of your goals and you start to get a little bit complacent because you're having some success and you're getting a little bit close to your goals maybe you meet your goal or unfortunately maybe you you know maybe something negative happens that knocks you off track and you and you lose that momentum um and it, it and it can be really tough to yeah tough to get I, it back going i i bet i could you know pull some data and just just watching working with so many clients and seeing that once one wheel comes off the bus, um, depending on where they are in this whole, you know, process, at what point do all the wheels come off the bus? Mm -hmm. But then when somebody can learn to pull that back on, like the, the window between, you know, screw ups get shorter and shorter and shorter and that that momentum in the right direction can help but it's almost like so much faster when it's going in the wrong direction if you haven't really built that those those habits in i mean there's something there to momentum there's absolutely um yeah cuz i you know the the thing that i've experienced you know uh, i'm that i've experienced myself is you know there's you know, when you, when you have good momentum, like I said, things, things don't ever really get easy, but they get easier. You know, you know what you need to do and you're able to get it done. The, the really the perplexing part for me is more of when, when you just, when you lose the momentum and there's really no reason why you can't get it back, but you, but you can't, you know, like you just, you just don't, um, and, and I, and when, when I went through it, so I think if we talk about that, because I would, it, you know, I, I want to bring that up because I think it's important for everybody to hear that, like you're it's, I think it's normal, it's hundred percent normal. Like, so if you're, if you're kind of stalled or stagnant right now, or you're just lacking a little bit of zest for some of these details, I think that's normal. I, I don't, I don't think that that, that makes you a poor client or not able to be successful or, or anything drastic that you may think about yourself. I think it makes you completely normal. Um, 
And then I, you know, my approach to trying to get back on track is, is, I mean, I think, you know, you hear this a lot, but, you know, I mean, you know, control the controllables, you know, so, and then I think, you know, another big thing for me is just, you know, like exercise just feels really good for me. Like it yeah. feels really good. So on the days when, and you know, so like even in the last six months, like I've just, we've had a lot more shit going on in the lab. So I've had, there's been a lot of mornings where it just made sense to me to just stay at home and just, and just, and just get a little bit extra work done. And, and I would be productive and, and it'd be okay. You'd feel good. But man, when I would go exercise, I, you would, you would you just feel so much better. Uh, um, you know, so that's, so I think that part of it is that's an important mindset that I'd encourage everybody to just really, really try to hold on very, very tightly to when you're debating with, should I go work out? Should I go work out now or later? Just go, you know, and I think I've, I've made that comment before about go do something, go do anything, you know, because what I've learned about myself and others is, you know, you have, a, you have a choice to, to either make it binary, right? Where you either go or you don't. So uh, I'm just begging and pleading everybody to just find whatever motivation you have to do to just go put your shoes on and just start going for a walk. You know, if you don't want to run that morning or you don't want to jog that morning or you don't want to just go get out and get going. Because more often than not, what happens to myself is if I just get there, if I get to the gym and I start going through a warm up, start to loosen up, you know, then you, you know, I may not have a whole lot of intent at first, but, but then you kind of break through. And now you want to start and now you want to, well, I'm here, you know, I got 30 minutes left, you know, I mean, well, now I might as well try to get some work done. Uh, and that's what I think happens quite a bit. So, so for me, I just, I, 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 I've always struggled more with the, just making the decision to go. Um, and I, and I, and I, and I think there's probably other people that are that way as well. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. They say that hardest you know, the hardest part is getting started. And then once you're in there, you're in there. So, um, what, so did you, now you, you kind of set on a, you were on a really good path. I, we've talked about this a little bit before. I don't know if you've talked about it in this group so much, but being on a really good path and then having to change course and yeah. So how, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. And I think, you know, so for me, it was, it was, I mean, a little bit, it was over a year ago, I think a year and a half or so ago, um, summer, a group of, group of uh, buddies from college, we'd all get together in Florida and came back from that trip. And, and, um, and, and I don't know, and I just kind of made up my mind up that I'm like, I, you know, it was, it was kind of towards the end of the summer that I just, I wanted to, I, you know, that I wanted to try to lose, you know, lose a few pounds. Um, and I just, and, you know, so I, I really kind of started following some of the different aspects of like 75 hard. I'm not really, yeah. I'm not endorsing that per se, but I'm just, but that was what, you know, that's what kind of guided me in terms of decisions and, you know, with trying to make clean choices in my diet, get, you know, get some, get some exercise every single day, drink more water, uh, you know, and, and I, and I really tried to do those, those kind of things. And, and I did, I just, I really started building some positive momentum. Through the fall, uh, we ended, you know, uh, uh, my wife and I, I think really a big part of it for motivation, my wife and I, we had a, we had a trip to Hawaii with some friends that, that was in like early November. So I thought, oh, I'm going to try to, try to, you know, get, um, get things in order a little bit before we leave. And, 
so I, I really had some just some really pretty pretty good momentum with um with those aspects and and then that you know so I went on the trip felt great look you know um and then that, that even just even kind of through the holidays um and I and then I, I I really was on a pretty good stretch until about the following March or April um and then I, and I think with people you know I mean I'm 46 years old I was 45 at 44 45 at the time um you know I I so I, I was I was training more I liked it I was doing great with it but then but then I started getting some some bumps and some bruises you know my elbows started hurting and this and that you know so now you have to start changing how you train yeah. a little bit you like know? well and, I guess I'll go low higher rep lower weight today you know, so you have all yeah. so you have to start dealing with all that crap and now you know so then it's just there's some days um you, so I, you know so really just for the past um you know year year and a half like I've something on my body has 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 hurt has had some level of pain that that made it hard to to do some of the different and and that really mentally works on you it it really really works on you i've had some issues with my with one of my feet um where i just if i run or do anything jumping or moving or do anything athletic my, my feet in the morning it just really really hurt um you know so that so yeah. you sit there so you think about that kind of stuff and like ah, i probably i'd really you know it, you know could i could i go do a you know go work out that has some some running and some weights or something yeah i could but boy why am i like what might be hurting for for you know two three days and, and i'd really just like for it to go so i think all you know i'm just trying to be very practical and very very real in the sense that you know so you kind of lost some of the momentum with exercise because of just some bumps and bruises but it could be it could be an injury it could be a change of job. It could be, you know, I, I mean, any number of reasons that just forces your hand on, on, on how you had been spending your time, and you just kind of have to find your way. Um, and then that, you know, and then that just kind of spilled, you know. So like I, I, you know, when I was in a groove, I mean, you know, like I, I, I mean, uh, I love a glass of wine. I love a glass of whiskey. You know, I mean, most nights. Um, but I, but I, I, you know, I ended up during, during that stretch. I really, I wasn't drinking a whole lot, um, you know. And even then, I was shocked. It just, you know, that made dietary choices a lot easier. So there's, you know. But then when I started getting the bumps, so okay, you lost your momentum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really what it boils down to. Yeah. So you know, did you backslide? I, I didn't, I didn't, yes, I did. I mean, from the momentum, yes, I did backslide in the sense that, you know, the exercises, workouts became more difficult for a number of different reasons in the sense that, you know, it, you don't want something to get worse in terms of a, of a bump or a bruise. Um, but then also it, you know, there was, um, you know, just, I, I, I ended up, you know, you're not really as clean on your diet. Um, you know, started kind of talking about, you know, like even when I was, when I was really in a, when I was really in a routine, you know, I, um, you know, I, you know, like I stopped, um, you know, having a glass of wine or you know, a glass of whiskey, you know, like I didn't, I didn't, I don't ever really drink a lot, but I would, but I would usually have at least, you know, I mean, one drink a night. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I'm not saying that that's not a problem, I, but, it, but the part of that I think is utterly fascinating is, uh, Number one, you just you'll feel better the next day. 
uh, you know, you'll sleep better. Um, so there's, so you have to deal with that reality uh, of how that affects your sleep and your momentum. And then the other part of it too, from a nutritional perspective, and there's, there's data to support this. And I think we've all experienced it within our own, you know, but I, I mean, uh, you know, on the nights when I would have, you know, like a glass of whiskey or something, um, you know, more often than not at nine, nine 30, it'd be like, I'm going to bowl ice cream too, you know? Yeah. Slowly. Um, Defense you know, down and right. Opinion, you know? So you know, so yeah. so you end up with a scenario where there's, you know, there's four or five hundred calories that you have to account for at somewhere somewhere in the day, and um, you know, so when you think about losing momentum or losing progress, you know, the, those just and and it's I don't really like the reality of that because I, I would love to be able to tell people, yeah, you can you know, moderation or, or you know, or, you know, because I, I don't want to tell everybody that, yeah, you have to make your life so restrictive and so miserable that you're not going to have any, you know, you have to, all the fun has to go away. Like, I don't, nobody really buys into that. Um, well, I kind of, I feel but, like I say that all the time. Like, but the, but there's a, but there's a reality. <laughs> find a new right fun. There. Like you have to find you know? new fun. Yeah. I mean, there's a, yeah. there's a simple reality with it in the sense yeah. that, you know, where, um, I mean, yes, it was, it was, you know, the, the little bit of, you know, calories that I would accumulate, it, it didn't knock me so far off track that, that I was gaining weight and, it, you know, or anything along those lines, but I wasn't seeing any more progress, Yeah. you, you know, so it was just enough to, to stall some progress. And then, uh, and, you know, and then all that kind of stuff kind of works on you too. So it's, um, you know, but, but I think the thing that I really try to do on the day, you know, is, is I still, even though I don't really have as solid a momentum, I, I still think that there's value and a need for everybody to, to try to do as many of these healthy habits as you can each day. Yeah. Even if you don't win today, it doesn't mean you can't try to win tomorrow. Um, because, you know, how do you build momentum? Well, you, you build it by winning tomorrow. And then winning the next day and then and then keeping it going, you know, and sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. But that's how you build it. Right. You don't ever build momentum by just um, you're not choosing to do those 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 paths. And I think ultimately you look at like ultimate potential. You know, I mean, nobody is going to maximize their strength or their muscle development without piecing together some fairly long periods of momentum. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Nobody's. Yeah. I think that that was that was that's what's interesting too is if you look at let's take you you're pulling it together for six months to get to this vacation and then you know kicking ass for the rest of the year during through the holidays and when you have that feeling and you get to that place don't you swear you're never going to go back like you you consciously are like I'm never going to ever let myself be anywhere but here I you know like and you it feels so clear and it feels so right um and then what I like to see with my people isn't perfection forever necessarily but I like to see shorter time between shit shows you know mm -hmm. like maybe you last in the place of you, you kind of go back to drinking and overeating a little bit for a week now, instead of 
three months or four months and you, you know, you, you, you know, like, oh yeah, I got to catch this and you get back to me, that's a win. I think sometimes like if we talk about this ultimate potential too, what I think about are people are the, the goal, like I want the goal. I want the results of having worked for all of those years doing all of the things and putting all the pieces of the puzzle together. But the no, like a normal life is more what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Like I had a client apologize yesterday for being a terrible client. And I was like, you're just a normal client. <laughs> like she's like, oh, I'm terrible. I'm like, actually, uh, totally missing tracking for a week, every three weeks, gaining two pounds because you went on vacation, having, you know, missing a meeting. That's actually like totally, completely normal. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe this, maybe this is more about how hard it is. And the fact that sometimes I think we have unrealistic expectations, but we should be really happy with what we have accomplished. You know what I mean? Like we want the physique of a bodybuilder, but the way these guys have to live is totally unattainable for most people. And I don't know if that's, it's like, like if we take this ultimate potential that Alan talked about, right? He was saying under perfect training conditions, no, like no deviation, uh, you know, I don't even know if this was like a natural, uh, but let's say it was, it was unenhanced, even under those conditions, that's all you can, that's all you could do that it's, you know what I mean? And in real life, we hit roadblocks that are very real, but it doesn't mean you're not healthy and you can't make progress. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, and and I think there is so many levels of perspective, but I think it's it's important that, that that you know people have to bring up in these types of conversations. And it's you know it is the level of you know, like if you really do want to you know kind of maximize anything else, like it, it's a it's a it's a consistent, pretty severe level of discipline um, that can get uncomfortable for a lot of people. And I know you're going to have people say, "Oh, that's where you're going to grow and everything else." And I I'm sure. I understand that 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 mindset, but also too, um, you know, there's 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 a has to be a sense of kind of reality with what you know with where things you know kind of maybe with where you are and where you can get to, and that's where I always try to you know just try to get people focusing on you know kind of what what can we do better for the rest of the day or what can we do better tomorrow. Um, let's, let's, let's just focus on those types of areas and everything else. And you mentioned the word shit show, you know, the thing that I always try to, you know, talk about is, you know, that's a scientific I mean, term. I just came I, up with. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we could, we could define that, um, <laughs> measure, measure it, assess it too. Um, but where, you know, you know, I mean, like, you know, um, wheels falling off the wagon. You know, is is, a, is another phrase that that I always, you know, like you 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 really, you know, you you've just got to work to keep the whole damn thing from coming off from coming off the road. You, you know, I mean, 
you're going to wobble, you're going to turn left, you're going to turn right, but you've got, you've got to really, you know, do your part. Uh, and I'll, I'll use the phrase of, you know, like damage control. Yeah. You, you know, there's sometimes you're in that mode and that's you, the way it is. But, but I think, but that's, that's a, that's such a, I've always viewed that to be such a positive mindset I Agree. for people to have is like, you know what, like if you, if you can't get your ideal workout in, well then go into damage control mode and get some type of a workout. Is there something that you can lift? Is there, is there a mobility routine that you can do? Is there some walking that you can do? Is there a yoga workout that you can finish? Is there, you know, and the, or, you know, uh, um, you know, damage control on, you know, on the nutrition side of things. Yeah. If you're at a party and there's all kinds of cocktails and beer and, 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 and healthy food and everything else, like, is there, you know, can you sit somewhere to where you're as far away from those types of things as possible? Do you, you know, I, I mean, are, is there, you know, is there some approach you can take to help minimize you know, how much, how much, how much food you might consume under those types of, in, in, in those environments. And we all love to be in those environments and we need to be in those environments. It's good for our mental health. But, but when you're, when you're trying to put yourself on a, on a weight loss journey, like those yeah, types you gotta of, you've, you've got, you've got yeah. to, you've got to be yeah. aware of what you yeah. can control. And, you know, and that doesn't mean that you have to eat carrot sticks and celery all afternoon, Well, you know, but you know, we're not but, aligned here because I mean, no. we are aligned because I, 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 I think, I think this is the gray area of, of dieting is like, I see people struggle when they try to find balance as they go through, I mean, kind of balance is kind of what got people probably slightly off a little bit or, or imbalance. Mm -hmm. And I think balance is subjective too. Like I, I say this all the time. I, I feel balanced, but you would probably look at my life and think I'm totally out of whack. Well, you might not, but you know, uh, the, I think the biggest learning for me at this age in my life, Dr. Chad, is that I don't think that there's much for me at night anymore. There's just nothing for me at night. I, I thrive in the morning. I thrive during the day at night comes like, that's where I, cause I stopped drinking. So that's where like the alcohol comes in the excess food. I'm just, I'm tired. I don't feel quite right. It's almost like when the sun goes down, I I've, I've given my all to the day and uh, maybe that's being 50 almost, but it's like, that for me just helps me with the lifestyle that I like and that I want, you know, I can rally if I have to, but it's so interesting how I, I, it's kind of my saying is there's just, there's nothing for me at night, you know, nothing mm -hmm. good happens to me at night. <laughs> well, in terms of the nutrition. alcohol comes out the, you know, uh, yeah, but no, I learned. I have learned in this lifestyle. I go, I, I hang out with our neighbors and I enjoy meeting people and talking to people, but I can see there's a clear difference between what they're about to do and what's mm -hmm. about to go down. And I know like, it's where my, it's like nothing happens after midnight. I'm like, nothing ha good happens after nine. What are you talking about? Well, but, and, but I've been you know, like that for years, you know? But and, and the thing, 
And uh, I mean, everything that you're saying, I, I, I mean, it, that, that, that's, you know, when I had my greatest successes, I, I mean, I, I was, I was dialed into that mindset, yeah. you know, in the sense that, I mean, I wasn't, you know, um, so yeah, there's, there, there's, there's truth to that. There is, you know, and, and I think, and, you know, and, and, um, you know, when you said before about you, you've really, you've noticed or experienced more so with clients that they, that they have a hard time staying, staying in balance when they're trying to just have a little bit or, or whatever else, you know, that's yeah, hard know, for them uh, to have a little it, bit. Yeah. And, and, and I think that that, if you remember one of the things we talked about before, um, you know, see all of that feeds into that, that innocent ignorance concept that I talked about yeah, where you know, the, 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 yeah. the data tells us that people yeah. just simply don't know how many calories they consume so quickly, you know, uh, and I think particularly people that are relatively new to a weight loss journey or new to that process. And so they're relatively uninformed about different, um, different foods and quantities and everything else. And, you know, so yeah, you might not really think you're doing that much damage. You might think you're doing pretty darn good. But the reality is, is that, you know, you've just, you've just negated any progress for today. You know, today was, you know, or you've gone backwards, you know, right. and from uh, a, and from I, a weight loss perspective, sure, 100%. yeah, no, yeah. that's it. That's important. And it's easy to do. It doesn't take much. And, mm -hmm. um, it's so easy to gain weight. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. So easy. You to know, gain weight. Yeah. And I, you know, and um, there's so many reasons I think for that. We are society and culture. We've got a long, 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 long way to go. Yeah. Um, what do you think about? What do you think about? Um, just as a person, what do you think about this idea of uh, kind of healthy at any size? Can I ask you about that? Sure. No. And I think, um, you know, there's lots of things that, that, that come to mind. I think, I think people, irrespective of their size, they can be a healthier version of themselves. Yeah. So let me start with that. So I didn't exactly say what True. you said, um, you know, because the simple reality from a medicine perspective is, is, you know, when people are sedentary for very, very prolonged periods of time in the, in the order of years, and they combine that with a hypercaloric diet and not moving enough and, you know, obesity develops and metabolic disorders start to develop. I mean, those things have real issues yeah. and challenges on our vessels and our heart and our lungs and, and how these things work. And, you know, so, um, but more often than not, um, you know, being more physically active will make you healthier. So that's where the exercise physiologist in me comes out in the sense that, you know, just moving and exercising and figuring out ways how to, how to move more, um, is the single most effective and probably straightforward way on how to become as healthy as you possibly can at, at any given size. Um, so that, so that kind of brings me to, and I, I this will be interesting to hear your opinion on 
Dr. Um, Heidi Walls, who does a, my, a workout in our group here, is a new doctor, sports medicine doctor. She went through a residency through COVID in the group. She's amazing. And she was talking about BMI, right? So I have a lot of women who fall into the obese BMI and yet they kick ass in the gym. They're strong. They, they're just, their body type is, they may be a little bit kind of a, of a bigger person um, and that's super hard for a woman to fall in obese, but still be like running, you know, half marathons and training in the gym seven days a week. And just that is a strange thing. So Heidi's point was you can be metabolically healthy with technically a BMI that's obese. She did some work around that, that I thought was interesting. So it wasn't like, Hey, healthy at any size, but it was like, actually like kind of not at any size, but there are women that are on the cusp there struggling with that label, but that are actually pretty healthy and kicking ass, just want to be smaller, which could just be that you've, for women, you just, we've always, we all always want to be smaller, you know? Right. Um, what do you I, think I, about that? Kendra, I mean, I, I, I support that in, in uh, 100%. She's yeah. absolutely correct. I mean, that is a that's an extremely important thing, I think, for people to um, to understand. And I think it's, and I think you know, we, you know, like when you mentioned, you know, kind of, you know, women's desire a little, you know, to, more to be to be smaller across the board, uh, you know, and then it's just the simple reality of, you know, I mean, when we're teenagers and in our twenties, we've got we've got a whole lot of things on our side in terms of we are younger, um, it, you know, from our body's perspective, you get into thirties and forties. And for those, you know, those that, uh, you know, whether you, you, you know, you have children, um, or you just kind of get into a working career, you know, those two changes are not changes, but those two things that, that very commonly occur, you know, through, your late twenties, throughout your thirties and your forties and your fifties, you know, it, it, it absolutely changes your physical activity status quite a bit. You know, I think number one, um, so there's that level of adjustment. And then as a result, if you're still, you know, again, if you're not really sure of, of the different, you know, food and calories that you're consuming and you're still wanting to go out with your friends and, and everything else. And, and that's where we can see this crawl of, of weight gain um so there is a focus on weight loss right but the part that that i think it's important for people to get to is that you know uh i would i would i would not really encourage somebody to aspire to be the size that they were when they were 25 you know but more about you know embrace the idea that 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 i mean you can improve your body composition, but just drastically improve your health and your longevity and how you feel and it, it, it would it positively impact both physical and, and, and physical or physical and mental parts of your day. Um, there has been some really, really killer. I think one of the, the most unique ways to summarize this is, you know, uh, there's been people that have presented data on this and Stephen Blair, who is at North Carolina or South Carolina for the longest time, was really the one of the first when he was in Texas, 
was one of the first people that I heard speak on it. So he's done a lot of physical, just the physical activity research. Um, and he made, made a very powerful case to where, you know, like the notion of, of, of being, you know, um, like fat and active. And I hate using that word fat, but fat and active versus yeah, I, like, yeah. like skinny and sedentary. Yes. Like it is, it's absolutely true. Like the data 100% across the board supports it that irrespective of that, whatever body composition you're at, it is better to be as, as active as you can be at that, at that body composition. Um, so even if, even if you really want to lose weight, want to lose fat, want to improve your body composition, and you're not as full of that as what you would like to be, maybe you you know, uh, maybe you, you have a little bit harder time, you know, kind of controlling the caloric intake because, because you like to go out and have a drink and eat, and, but you're still, but you still exercise a lot, you know, or, uh, um, you know, you make some positive choices, but you're just not as dialed in as you can be. So that, so that, you know, for whatever reason, right. So the needle isn't moving as much as you'd like from a, from a fat loss perspective. The, the thing that I would encourage people like the mindset to you not seeing those changes, you know, in the uh, the manner that you want in terms of fat loss or improvements in body composition, don't respond to that by stop stopping physical activity, right? By stopping exercise, like you've got to keep moving, you've got to keep, you know, and and that's where having a positive relationship just with being active and and, and why you're doing it, you're just doing it to to get outside and, and, um, you know, there's so many positive benefits, but, but the, uh, but the key thing to understand is that it is, you know, uh, you know, even if you're not able to get your body composition or your size or however you want to look at it down to where you'd ideally like to be, or think you think you want to be, um, being as active as you can be at that level, even if it's a level that you don't want really ultimately want to be, you have to realize and accept um, you know, the fact that, you know, you're, you, if, if you're moving, if you're lifting weights, if you're being, if you're going on walks, you're, you're, you're doing all the different forms of, of, of exercise, um, you are going to be cardiovascularly, your heart, your, your lungs, metabolically, uh, you're going to be much, much healthier. It's going to reduce risks for cancers. It's going to, it's, you're going to be more functional. There's just so many positive benefits from a chronic disease perspective. Um, when I heard Stephen Blair talk about it, so we have this, there's a term that is, so you may hear the term uh, uh, metabolic syndrome may pop up from time to time. And so metabolic syndrome is like a combination of different types of, um, you know, like ways in which people present. So there's obesity, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll combine and they'll have high blood pressure and obesity and high cholesterol and, okay. and um, all these other types of factors. It's not, you know, yeah. But, but his whole point was we shouldn't be calling it metabolic syndrome. We should be calling it physical physical inactivity syndrome. So right. just sit there and think about that. So, you know, factors that, that, that web into metabolic syndrome, like I said, are high cholesterol, high blood pressure, um, high blood glucose, high waist circumference or high obesity, you know, um, well, all, he, he, he went through each of the, each of the points of metabolic syndrome and showed data to support that physical, being physically inactive is, is the primary, one of the primary drivers of those changes. And they're all health related outcomes. 
you know, so in point, try to be as just as physically active for your truly from your health perspective, try to be as physically active as you can. Um, That's interesting because, you know, you, you mentioned this before and I, I can't emphasize this enough by the way we're getting a lot of comments and stuff that are just like it's nice to hear a reasonable approach to this health and fitness and i think um you know i have a lot of women that struggle with uh like disordered type eating binging that kind of thing and cannot for the life of them get their bmi and their physical body the way they want it. They don't feel like they look like they work out. They maybe even have 60, 70 pounds. But I always say like, you know, use those extra excess carbohydrates to drive that weight up in the gym the next day. You know, like you could, you just, you just have to, you have to take advantage of, of what you do have available. Those are hard habits to break. Um, but then a power lifters come to mind too. Like the body type of a typical female power lifter is like, is, you know, pretty interesting as compared to a bodybuilder or runner. And they're all, these are all athletes. So I think you can still think of yourself as an athlete. You can still have a lot of ex-athletes who are, you know, rugby players, soccer players that have just, just gained weight over the years due to overeating. Um, mm -hmm. and I know we like to say, oh, but menopause, but it's, it's not just menopause. It's, it's, that may be a piece of it, but that doesn't menopause is never the reason somebody gains 60 pounds. That's, that's right. just overconsumption 40, 20 pounds, even, you know, it's just, mm -hmm. that's, there are a lot of reasons for that. Um, and it's going to be overconsumption. So, um, what is that Stephen Blair? Is there anything people can read about that? I don't, um, I mean, it was some time ago when, when yeah. I heard him kind of speak about that. So I don't, and, and I mean, he's a pretty intense physical, act, physical activity researcher. So I would imagine most of his things would probably be, be fairly data driven, um, fairly scientific driven. So I don't know how, how palatable it might be for um for somebody to try to you know but they're going to he might have some really nice nice um but it really but i like i said the just the i mean the key point that he drove home is is you know every every major aspect of you know what we view to be you know like traditional metabolic syndrome um can be improved by just by just increasing physical activity um you know so from a health from a health perspective, it can really be a pretty uh, a pretty key thing for people to try to do. So somebody in here commented, my BMI is about 26, potentially not great. And she said, F that. Um, this person, I know it's interesting because she's lost quite a bit of weight and her physique has changed and it's, it's incredible. Uh, so that higher BMI, um, 26 to me is like, eh, you know, that I'm not, that doesn't like shock me at all for a, for a working mom who's just started lifting weights, who's relatively active and consistent, who struggles a little bit with diet that this to me is not like a, like a, an emergency, you know what I'm saying? 
Yes. So you're basically, you're looking at like a BMI, you know, person with BMI of you know, like 20, 26, 26.9. 26. Um, and she said, she says, screw that. And I, I know this person, obviously I know her transformation, her, she's probably down, I don't know, 15 pounds or something like that. Mm -hmm. To me, this is, this is not a problem at all. Like with what I know she does, what I know I've seen her do, she's run a half marathon. She lifts weights. She does her best. She struggles sometimes with diet and maybe some like cravings uh, and that kind of thing, but like very, this is not a problem at all. Um, how much weight? That was my question. No pun intended. Do you put on BMI when somebody goes into like a, you know, they, they run into their local gym or step on a quick, um, you know, in-body scan. I don't put any weight on those, especially when I can see them and I know what they do for, like, I know how they train and I can see their diet. I I'm, and I know that they're making progress, but what do you, what are you, your thoughts on the in-body scans? Well, I, so the first part of your question, I, I mean, let me first say with in regards to BMI, um, I personally wish it would go away and never yeah. come back. Um, I don't really see the value in it. The only value that I can draw from it is if, if we need to try to create uh, some type of an assessment for an extremely large number of people in a population, you know, and how I, you know, if, if we needed to determine, uh, you know, some type of a general risk for health in 50,000 people, you know, and do it within a week, our only shot of doing it is, is, is with BMI. That's, yeah, that's okay. just, that's fair. you know, yeah. there's just, but all of your, you know, um, when you look at like in-body scans or other forms of body composition assessment, you know, that that's the future. That's, that's where everything is going to get moved to. I think we're going to continue to see better education within medical practice. We're going to start to see different physicians that are, that are, that are employing that a little bit more, uh, or there's just going to be better referral systems to health coaches and, and, and dietitians with, with a greater focus on those aspects. Um, it's, I think, one of the biggest negatives that we that we're that we're still dealing with from a healthcare perspective is that is that there's still many insurance providers. The the FDA makes determinations based upon obesity um, that that impacts access, that impacts how decisions are made, that impacts how much you know uh, insurance coverage somebody might have. Which I those are all things that need to go away, you know. But but uh, you know. Um, you so think I mean, anybody is accurate? I think it, so I, I don't mind saying, and I, I was, you know, you, if you take any body composition measurement, a, a single measurement of any body composition measurement, and I don't think really any of them are that accurate. Yeah. Just one measurement. But yep. th and that's, that's important that we try to educate people on. Because so many times people yeah. have one measurement and then they ask, the next question is, well, how did I do? Was it good? Was it bad? Um, and reality is, is the first measurement is the baseline. Um, you know, so I think in-body, you know, the is is nice in the sense that it's, it's, it's you know, the access of before them has gone up quite a bit. They're relatively, they're quick. They're easy to use. Uh, really, anybody can use them. Um, 
you know, and, and I think from a, from an accuracy perspective, um, you know, with the, the general public wanting to, wanting to, wanting to use them more, I think that, I think, I, I mean, I think that they're fine. Are they the best? No, they're not. They're not. Yeah, the best I, I can't stand them. I don't see them. I, just <laughs> maybe someday if I knew, you know, the person was going to the same one at the same time, always in the, under the same circumstances, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, people will come sent, they scan, they send them to me all the time. And it's usually like some body composition that isn't, you know, my, my body fat is 12%, which it's not, I can just tell it's not, or, uh, I'm, you know, I'm discouraged. I'm losing muscle, at, you know, and it can really undermine a coaching program if it's random and not combined with the bigger picture, uh, results, you know, like mm -hmm. measurements, photos, strength improvements, lifestyle changes, ability to adhere, uh, all of it, like general happiness. Like it's, it's like one thing, it's one tiny thing. And I, I couldn't explain to somebody who I don't really work with, who I isn't consistent, why it would say you're down a half a pound of muscle and up a pound of like those people get real twisted around that data without truly understanding where it fits into the big picture of a total program and process of somebody trying to change their entire lifestyle. So I wish they would just go away. And I always say, yeah. just go get a DEXA scan, like just get a DEXA scan. Yeah. And, and, and but I mean, and I that's think that's hard to get, <laughs> you know, those are, yeah, the, the access to those is, is, is a little bit, is, is, I think is a bit more limited. Yeah. Um, I mean, body composition comes with 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 so many layers of nuance or, or context. Um, so I think that's that's always important for people to understand. And and I would imagine that a lot of the a lot of the people that you and I interact with on a regular basis, they don't. There's parts of that context and yeah. that, that they just they don't understand. Right. Um, you know, I mean, you bring up a, a very good point. That's one of the biggest areas of concern for in bodies is the consistency and the measurements. Um, yeah. And they, they, a lot of people are just curious. They're just like, Hey, you're a fitness professional. What do you think? So they're not, they're not. And, and you can coach them and say, I mean, I would need to see these over, you know, every month over a year, knowing it's the same time, but I'd, I'd want to see them with a variety of other data points too, not just, and I wouldn't worry if it says you're down a half a pound of muscle that I don't need, you know what I mean? I don't know what mm -hmm. impacts those other than water. And I don't know. It seems a little too good to be true. If you ask me that you could just walk in, hold a thing and it can read your, your, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me, but that doesn't mean it's not a tool that we could leverage. Yeah, no, And I mean, there's another thing that we can bring up with those machines and you know like each machine has has a um like a minimum difference that it can reliably detect change so uh and like you know like a, a one pound change in fat mass or one pound change in muscle mass um is is not going to exceed the, the minimum difference that it can reliably detect you know, I don't know what, I don't know exactly what those machines are. 
they have different versions and different things along those lines but but it's very you know like in that situation if you're you know if you're one to two pounds within from one measurement to the other that is that's that's probably that's just that's really really close to just natural error that's within the machine okay that's um, good yeah that's good that's good perspective to have yeah i mean i so i don't know you know there's uh, there's lots of aspects of body composition and, you know, that I, I, I think, um, you know, a, a, a very simple approach, you know, but, but you have to have somebody who's with access and who's trained is, you know, like I've known many people that will, um, you know, they'll do, um, you know, skin folds if they can, sometimes that's problematic. I love skin folds actually, you know. And yeah, don't even yeah. and 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 don't even um you know calculate the body fat percentage. Just right. do a skin fold at at six, seven, eight, six, yeah. seven different sites across the body and chart it out. And yeah. if if your body composition is improving, the numbers are going to go down. Period. Yeah. And don't freak out if four of the numbers go down and three of the numbers don't, and one of them, you know, maybe went up a little bit. I mean, they all should project downward, but they're all not going to go downward at the exact same rate either. You know, and um, you know, so those are you know, I've I've known people that have also just done you know like different circumference measurements. Um, you know, if if skin folds on an individual is not practical, um, you know, so again, like you know, but skin or the circumferences is a little bit there's a little bit more concern there in the sense that you know how tight are you pulling the tape measure? Are you putting it? Yeah, yeah. People say, oh, my waist is. You know, my yeah. weight is down, but my weight is up. My weight is up, but my waist is down. And I just, for me, it's just like, just high level improvements over time. That's what mm -hmm. we, and it, I think it's just our general lack of impatience and probably, uh, you know, some marketing out there in the world where it's like, things can just happen so fast for people. And yeah. um, that's just not the case, you know? Um so I know you have a hard stop at noon. We did get, we, we got just a lot of great comments here, basically. Um, and all just kind of, you know, affirming. And um, I think we're, we're on the right, we were kind of on the right path today for sure with what people need to hear. They just love hearing these good, like just general reminders about the reality of, of being healthy and fit versus changing your physique. Um, so I think- uh, I, The only thing I wanna add to that, add to what I said um, in terms of, you know, just getting out and getting moving and, uh, you know, just being physically, physically active versus not. I mean, that is a huge step to, to modify, to improve somebody's health. So that, that always stands. It's, it is always better to be as active as possible. So oh, now you can yeah. have people can play with my words, right? And say, okay, well, you know, I go on a really, really slow walk every day for 40 minutes. I walk every day for 40 minutes. Why is, you know, is that better than nothing? Yes, it's better than nothing. But I think the, the thing that I would, and I have gotten to know, you know, quite a few people in your group. So the next thing I would say is that, you know, the first choice is to go and do something. The, but the second choice then is to go off and do it as fast as you can or to do it as hard as you can. So if you're lifting weights, lift, lift the biggest weight, lift, lift a bigger weight. If you're going to go on a walk, 
if you've already made the decision to go on a walk, then really, really make it worth your while and pick up the pace. And, you know, and so just increase your intensity because the, the more that we increase our intensity, the more our fitness will improve. Um, and higher fitness status is also very, very, very strongly related to mortality, healthy habits, healthy uh, health outcomes, and so forth. Um, and you burn more calories. So, yep, that's good. That's a good summary. I think, too, the we took a little pressure off the ultimate potential and said, not so much focus on the numbers, but the concept that, you know, out of the gate, it's really exciting if you haven't been lifting weights and you start because you're going to get the most gains, but you got to stick with it. So it is all about sticking with it. I think that's like my big takeaway from this and every other talk too, is just, you know, you can't, you can't stop. Um, I did appreciate, and I think a lot of pe people will appreciate the, the, healthy uh, metabolism and, and BMI discussion too, which certainly is never justification to just, you know, be obese. That's not ever what I'm saying or what you would say, but it, right. it is, it should be encouraging for people who are on their way down that, Hey, your movement is more important than anything. Um, and, I, and, I, and I think the, the, the way that I try to put that in perspective is that so many people, their, their goal or their purpose of, of healthy habits or whatever else is to lose weight. There's so many people that that's their goal. Yeah. And, and when people are faced with the reality that maybe A, they're not very good at losing weight or B, they're not going to be able to get to the weight that they think they need to be at for one in unjustifiable reason or the other, that they then make the decision to just jump ship and abandon the whole physical activity aspect altogether. And I'm, and I'm telling people that that is, that is the wrong, wrong way to go about thinking this. Um, we've only got one life to live. And uh, if you choose to be as physically active as you can, and then go as hard as you can after you've made that choice, you're gonna improve your health. You're gonna have a higher quality of life. You're gonna be able to do uh, as much as you can with the time that you're gonna be around. Mic drop. I think we'll leave it at that. All right. Thank you for being here. Thanks for uh, once again all of your time. And um, hey, I'll be in St. Louis next week, so I'll give you a look you up. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so, yeah. Let me know when you get in town. I will. Okay. Thank you. See you later. Take care, everybody. Bye -bye. See you. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye.